Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning. Yeah, you got you got you guys like that. You guys right like like that music. It's like serious club music. What's going on here? Well, hey, it's good to be back with you guys. For those of you who've been joining us and visiting, I'm Naeem, one of the pastors here. Glad uh, to be here with you guys. As you know, we're starting a brand new series called. Anybody know? Too much, too much. You know what? So I'm Pakistani, and I have a Pakistani mom. And my mom does not know the meaning of too much food. She has no idea, no concept of it. When she starts cooking, she just goes, I'm feeding the world. I'm feeding, feeding all of Pakistan. I'm like, Mom, stop. She's like, no, no. I'm like, Mom, Mom, I'm going to throw this food away. Did you have people like that in your life? Just, they don't understand too much. Like recently, this past week, this pastor friend of mine who started talking about his medical condition, you know, and I felt bad for him and all that, and he's going to be good. He's going to be fine. But he began describing his uh, biopsy, okay? Now, biopsy right there, I'm like, I don't even know. I don't want to know. It just seems dangerous and blood, okay? So he starts talking about it, talking about it more and more and more. I'm like, and then he gets, goes into detail, and I was like, ah, stop, stop, just stop, because I'll, I'll, I'll faint. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, people... In your life, you know people like that who just have just, they don't have a filter. It's just too much. TMI, I think that's what it's called. Too much information. Too much. Have you felt like that, though? Have you felt like sometimes you're like, this is just too much? And it's not because um, you committed to something. I mean, those of you who commit to too much stuff, you know who you are. Because you're like, who? Who are these people? It's you. You're that person. Uh, but there are other times in our life that life just gets what? Too much. Too much. You, 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 um, you, get, a, you get into a season and in the, in the middle of it, you're like, what is going on, man? This is just a little too much for me to handle. Like all of a sudden you get a diagnosis. All of a sudden a relationship goes sideways and you're like, I just don't know if I can handle this. It's a little too much. So what do you do? What, what do we do? in times like that. And so this series of conversations is really about like how do we learn to go through seasons? How do we learn to go through life uh, when life starts to just, just stack on and on? And just like the game Tetris, as some of you guys were like, this background reminds me of something. Yes, it's when things come falling at you and at one, it's, at one pace they're fine, but then when it speeds up, it's too much, it's too much. So what, 
What does God want to say to us uh, as, we, as, we, as we live through this life? So here's what I want to do. I want to go through passages of Scripture and I want to talk about what, what, what do we do? And I believe it's this. I believe that if we're going to learn to um, go through life not being overwhelmed with anxiety, not being overwhelmed with, with just a sense of like I, I am just trying to keep up. Anybody, by the way, anybody feel like they're just trying to keep up? Right, right. You got stuff, like I got stuff that I need to do. Like, so how do we do this? I think the biggest thing we have to learn is we have to learn that in life we have to create the life we want to live versus reacting to, reacting to the life we currently have. So we have to what? Create the life we want to what? Live instead of reacting to the life we currently have. Just imagine if you did that in the season that you're in. Just imagine if you did that with the condition of your relationships. Maybe just the business that you were thinking that would go a particular direction has not gone that direction. Again, we want to react. We want to react. But what if God's saying, hey, why don't we learn to, learn to not react, but create the life we want to live. And I think what we have to understand that we live in this modern world where there is so much information and everything is too much. You gotta know that. You gotta know that like, like you and I have to intentionally and strategically, say it with me, intentionally and what? Strategically create that life, create the pace we want to because everything around us is too much. Like there's too much Instagram. Come on, can we just admit that? There's too much Facebook. Some of you guys are like, not enough. No, it's too much. There's too much shows on Netflix. It's too much. It's like, no, there's too much. It's just too much stuff. Too much stuff. And so if you and I don't learn to create the kind of life we want to live, we're just going to get stuck. And what happens? Frustrations, anxiety, lack of purpose, not quite sure if you're doing the things to move forward because you know you're doing a lot of things. So all of that to say, what if for the next couple of weeks we took time to go, you know what, what does it look like for us to really create the life we want to live? We have to, because everything is, everything is just too much. And so here's what I want to do. I want to give us the first step, and I, what I believe, the power to, to just kind of intentionally and strategically create the life we want to live. The first thing we have to understand is that we have to know, or I would say we have to have the power to say enough. It's enough. It's enough. Now that's tough. That's tough. Because some of you guys are like, I don't have that power. Like when it comes to certain things, you're like, no, I cannot say enough. But have you and I have the power to say, hey, enough is what? Enough. Now enough is enough in terms of frustration is one thing. No, but when, it's, when, when you have a good thing coming at you, but you still go, you know what? This is enough. This is good enough. I have, the, the, where I am in life is enough. Some of you guys are like, no, no, name, this is heresy. This is, I am not in a good place. Like, I want to be, I want to I have more. You, you see what's happening, right? Because in every area of our lives, we just go, if we don't have the power to say enough, then, then we just want more. We want to be further along. We want to have more things, more accomplishments. We want to be able to experience new things. Do you and I have the power to say enough, enough? Here's what I believe. I believe we only possess the power to say enough when we deep down believe and know that we, we are enough. 
And for some of us, that's why it's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. Relationships are never enough. Accomplishments are never enough. Possessions are never enough. Things are never enough. They're never enough, never enough. And guess what happens? When you get more and more and more and more, then it becomes too what? Too much. And you and I created that. But what if we were to go, hey, hey, I'm, I'm enough. I'm enough. Wow. What if, you, what if you looked in the mirror, right, and you went, I'm enough. For some of you, like, that is ridiculous. Because there's no way. That's the biggest challenge of your life. So let's do this. Let's go into scripture and look into a life of a guy that just did not possess his power. And I believe that he actually shows us what happens, honestly. And this is like one of those no, no, don't do this kind of stories um, that shows us what happens when we can't say enough because deep down we don't believe we are enough. So let's go to the new, uh, old, actually Old Testament, Old Testament, okay? And we're going to go to Jeremiah. Can you say Jeremiah? Jeremiah 38. Okay, Jeremiah, besides being a bullfrog, he was also a <laughs> prophet. Uh, okay, for those of you who don't get it, you don't get it. You don't get it. You should get it. I'm not even from here, and I get it. <laughs> All right. All right. It starts off, it says here, Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, these cool names, we should bring these back, man, right? Zedekiah, the Lord God Almighty, the Lord, the God of Israel says, if you surrender to Babylon, you and your family will live. And the city will not be what? Burnt. But if you, but if you refuse to surrender, you will not, you will not escape. This city will be handed over to the Babylonians and they will what? Burn it to the ground. Let's get some context. So who is Zedekiah? So if you remember, if, you, if you've ever read the uh, stories in the Bible, you, when you read the stories of Jesus, you re realize really quick that they've been occupied and they're oppressed by the Romans. Now, Jewish people throughout history, for some reason, I mean, well, for a lot of reasons, they've always been oppressed by other empires. And the Roman Empire is in play when Jesus is there. Now, if you go back, 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 further back, if you go all the way, there was a time where, in fact, the Babylonians were the people in charge and they were oppressing the, uh, the Jewish people. And what they had done in particular parts is that, they, that because of just the turmoil, just because the, the power struggles in, uh, among the Jewish people, their kingdom actually had split up. I mean, they had one kingdom, then they split up, and, 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 and the Babylonians came in and took over. And when in particular, one Babylonian king took over. His name was Nebuchadnezzar. He came in and he took over a part of the Jewish uh, uh, people. And what he did was he set up uh, like this, uh, this fake king. So he was Babylonian, but he set up a Jewish king and basically said, I want all the good things from this land, but I don't want to govern the people. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up a fake king or a king that has power, some power, but they report to me. And this power, this guy that he set up to, to govern these, this group of Jewish people was called King Zedekiah. And King Zedekiah was 21 years old. So he was, he knew everything, number one, okay? 
So he was like, yes, I'm in power. I am the man. So I got this. He set, they set him up. He was so excited. All things were going great until, until he looked around and he was like, you know what? This isn't enough. This is enough. It's not enough for me to govern these people, get what I want. I'm king at 21, and then I got to pay taxes, and I got to pay stuff to this, this king who's in Babylon. You know what? Forget him. I'm going to go out and get more. I'm going to go out and get a better deal. I'm going to figure out what I can do. I'm going to make some connections, do a little side hustle here. Let's see what I, what's out there. So what's out there was Egypt, the king of Egypt. So he calls him up and goes, yo, Bro, so you know what? I'm, I'm the man here. I got all these resources. You know, yeah, this Nebuchadnezzar guy, I don't even know who he is, right? Uh, uh, let's make a deal. And then the Egyptian people go, let's do it. Let's make, let's make something happen. We can go big. We can do this. We can do this. They start planning out all kinds of things. And around that time, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, goes, hey, by the way, by the way, what's going on with that 21-year-old? What's happening there? And the people tell him, hey, you know, this guy is actually giving us a little uh, um, pushback. He's not really doing the things he was supposed to do. So he finds out that, uh, yeah, so this king, this 21-year-old, is going to go and, and he's talking on a side relationship. He's got a side thing going on with the Egyptians. So he calls him up and goes, hey, what are you, what are you doing? And then the king, the 21-year-old, goes, yeah, you know what? You know what? Yes, I am doing that. And guess what? I'm the man. You got nothing on me. I am king, boy. Now, I am definitely paraphrasing here because everything I said is not in the Bible, all right? Just so you guys know, you're like, man, I should read the Bible. This is awesome. No, that's my translation of what went down. So, so what happens is, is that is that things can get really bad. It gets so bad that the king decides, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to flex a little bit. And he does what even modern-day um, tyrants do. He took his army and he just, part of his army, and he just surrounded the city of King Zedekiah. He just surrounded the city. He doesn't go in, but guess what? No one can what? Come out. He just surrounds them. He goes, hey, we're just going to hang here. Yeah, thousands of soldiers. We're going to hang here. You're good, right? You're good. Be self-sustaining. You're the man. Do it. Have fun. So at first, he's like, oh, yeah, we, we got this. We got this. One year passes. We, we sort of got this. We sort of got this. Two years pass. People are like, what is going on? It's too much. What's happening? We can't leave. What's, what's going on? What's going on? It gets so bad. It gets so bad. So this king Goes, okay, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? His boys are around him, and his boys are basically yes men, right? And they go like, you're the man. Who's the man? You're the man. Who's the man? You're the man. And on the side, they're like, what are we going to do? What, what, what's happening? This guy's an idiot. Like, what are we, we going to do here? What do we tell this guy? Okay? So they find out that there was a prophet named Jeremiah. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Where's that prophet? Because here's what happened. Throughout the Jewish history, and especially in the Old Testament, it, it says this. When, when kings were in power, God continually sent prophets to, to guide them. Because all these kings had like this, this power struggle, man. All these kings. Because what, in, what, 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 do, what do people in power want more of? Power. They just want more power. And so what would happen is that they, just, they would just get inflated, 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 and the people always suffer. 
When a leader always wants power, people always suffer. And so God would send prophets throughout ages. Hey, this one, Nathan, go to David. Hey, this one, go to this man. This one, go to this one. And Jeremiah was the guy he sent to Zedekiah. So what happened to Jeremiah? So he goes to his boys and goes, hey, where is this, where is this Jeremiah guy? You know, we haven't heard anything about him. Like, he's in the city, right? Like, yeah. He's like, where is he? And one of the guys says, uh, you threw him in a well, remember? <laughs> what? That was a bad night. What happened? I threw him in a well? Yeah. You threw him in a well? Oh, well, let's get him out of the well. Okay, clean him up a little bit. So he cleans him up, comes, and this is what Jeremiah says that we just read. He says, hey, if you surrender to Babylon, you and your family will live. And the city will not be what? Burnt. But if you refuse to surrender, you will what? You will not, you will not escape. And the city will be handed over to the Babylonians and they will what? Burn it to the? They'll burn it to the ground. So King Zedekiah is like, oh, same story. Throw him back in the well. We don't know you him. I got this. I got this. So they keep on going. Two, past two years. They keep on going. Finally, there's some activity going on. People are suffering. I mean, just could you imagine not being able to leave a city for two years? What? No commerce. No, no, nothing's happening. Everything's rotting. It's just terrible. It's terrible. So they decide. The boys and the 21-year-old. Year old, he goes, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to escape. What about the people? What people? I don't care about the people. We are taking off. So in the middle of the night, they take off. They take off. They took off. Now, Jeremiah told them, if you surrender, you'll live. If you don't, you won't survive this thing. They take off. They're like, they're feeling good, feeling good, feeling good. But they don't realize that uh, um, they're being followed. They're grabbed. They're brought. They're captured. And guess what? They're not brought back to the city. They're brought back to King, King Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> right. That is, by the way, a sweet name. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar, right? Also in the Matrix. Anyways, so, uh, so they bring him to him, and here's what happens, right? It says here, Jeremiah 52, they brought him to the king of Babylon, and at Riblah, where sentence was passed against him, there the king of Babylon made Zedekiah watch as his sons were killed. They also killed all the other leaders of Judah. Then they gorged out Zedekiah's eyes, bound him in bronze chains, and led him away to Babylon. Zedekiah remained there in prison for the rest of his life. Like, imagine the scene. Okay, King Zedekiah, you know, you know he had to be on his knees. You know he had to be on his knees. So they put him on his knees. They put him on his knees. And guess what they do? They bring out his boys. His boys were like, I told this guy. The boys get killed and ran from him. Then he brings out his sons. The last thing this prideful 21-year-old King Zedekiah sees, the last thing he gets to see is his kids dying. And then they take his eyes. So the only memory he has left 
for the rest of his life is his future dying. His people dying. That's it. And, and Nebuchadnezzar is such a, whew. He's like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. I want you to live in regret for the rest of your life. You think, you think you got anything on me? So I'm reading this story, and I'm like, let's share this story. <laughs> right? Let's do this. Because in one sense, we have nothing in common. Right? We don't have cool names, number one. Right? <laughs> we don't. We don't. Right? We don't have kings and queens. I mean, we say that in worship, but really, we don't. We're not. Okay? Right? But I'll tell you what, though. I think, we, I think you and I know we, we know that there's been stuff in our life that because we were just, I don't know, we were just possessed by power, drunk on uh, pleasure. I don't know. We did some things and people want, warned us. It's like, don't do this. This is not good. This is not good. The Spirit of God in you told you, hey, this is not a good idea. Stay away from this relationship. And you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And some of us find ourselves not this desperate, but in a sense, in a sense, man, just wrecked with regret, right? So if you look at him and what happened with him, the first thing that happened is it affected not just him, but other people. See, when we... When we decide to just keep on going and go after more and more and more and more, when we do not have a good grasp of that we are enough, when you, sir, when you, bro, as a dad, have this, 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 this emptiness that needs to be filled with some kind of, or, or not some kind of, but this intense amount of, of, of um, success, you will go crazy after it. Ignoring everybody and anything in your life. Because you fundamentally believe you are not enough as a person, as a dad. And you're going to try to fill it. Ladies, you're going to feel like you're not enough. Because guess what? Culture tells you. Instagram tells you. Shoot, everything tells you. You're not enough. I mean, let's just tweak some things. Let's just do that. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it doesn't even matter if you're how old you are. Teenage girls are being told that all day long. You're just not enough. I mean, you know, if it would be cute if you were like taller. If you were like that. If you were this. If you were that. Let's get some filters here. Filters remind us, hey, you're not enough. But you could be. Well, you could be. You could be. And that lure gets us into a very dark place. It affects other people, though, that's the problem. Because you want to be and you want to feel like you're enough, so then you begin to do things and affects other people in your life. And you know it, and we know this. I mean, I've done some things, and I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I say yes to these opportunities? Because now I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm paying for it. And it's all, only when I'm in the middle of the opportunities that I said to, yes to that I go, what, the, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And I only, only have one person to blame. Who? No, Jesus. I'm joking. I'm, jo I'm joking. I'm joking. 
I mean, he can take it. Look at, look at. Like, Jesus, why did you let me do this? He's like, really? I did this? Okay, anyways. Okay, what else does it do? It blinds us, right? It affects others. It blinds our vision. It blinds us. Our future is gone. We just feel like, and then it imprisons us. It imprisons us forever. Some of us financially feel that way. You're like, you wanted more, 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 more. Guess what? You are in a prison of debt. And you know it. We know it. They know it. And what happens? What happens? So what if we were like, hey, 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 let's figure this out. Because, friends, if we don't figure this out in our life, and this is, this is the extreme example, but you and I know, know, like, the, 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 the stress your body is, uh, is going through when you just always anxious. You know the, just the overindulgence of whatever. You start drinking too much. You start eating too much. You just start watching stuff you shouldn't watch. You're like, I just, I just want to escape. And it's come down to the fact that your pace in life is killing. It's killing you. It's killing your family. It's blinding you. And you feel like you're stuck in a prison, not going anywhere. Jeremiah, when he was out, one of the times he was out of the well, he says this. He says, for my people, he's talking as God is speaking to his people. He says, for my people have committed two sins. Just two sins. One, they have turned away from me. The spring of fresh water. And they have dug cisterns. Cracked cisterns that can hold what? No water at all. I mean, what a deep thought. God looks at us, not with condemnation, not with like, I just, I, I just wish you were better, like more spiritual. He doesn't look, to, look, look at us and go, you're not enough. I just wish you were more like spiritual. I wish you were more, more, more. He's like, this is, this is what kills me. What kills me is I, only, I just don't hold two things against you. One, you just, you just went a different way. You, 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 you. You, you fig, you're trying to figure out on your own to sustain who you are. You're, 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 you're holding these buckets, these, these wells. You've dug up these things. Uh, you've forsaken me. You're like, you moved away from what, what really reminds you that you are enough. Like, you want to be reminded on the, on the daily that you're enough? You have to be in his presence. You have to be in God's presence. You've got to have a moment. And just have a, have a moment with him. That's how you are reminded you're enough. And he says, they've forsaken that. I am the spring of fresh water. Like I'll give you on the daily, I'll remind you on the daily you're enough. Just as you are. God, I wish I, was, I wasn't doing this. I, hey, he just looks at you and goes, you're enough. I know, but you know, you know and I know, you're enough. You're enough. You're enough. I picked you. You're enough. We can work on other things, but you, my friend, are enough. And then he goes, and they've what? They've dug up their own. They've figured out their own ways to fill themselves up, to collect, to hold on to the enough bucket. It's like the enough bucket is a bucket that you put all your accomplishments in, all your scheduling, all your hustles, all your stuff, all your money, and it's like, and it's got holes in it. It's got holes in it. It's got holes in it. So you're walking around and you're like, why am I not enough? 
Yeah, because your bucket has holes in it, and you're not meant to carry a bucket. You're meant to carry God's presence in your life. And it's in you when he pours his presence into that you don't leak out of and you are reminded again and again and again you're enough. It's never from the outside in. It's always from the inside out. And for some of us, we're like, no, 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 I need to tell other people. No, you don't need outer voices telling you and informing your inner voice. You need an inner voice strategically calling you to do outer things. But if we don't switch that, we mess up. And we mess up. And he, Jeremiah is like, hey, this is what they're doing. You see, here's why this, the power of be, saying enough is so important. It is found right in the beginning. Like if you look up Genesis, Genesis, and you start reading, it tells like the story of the creation. And it's always odd, isn't it? I mean, we make it, we make it spiritual, which we, we should and all that. But it's always odd that God, the creator being right, who had so many things to do. I mean, God has a to-do list that's long. Let's, let's just make all these things. And he goes, six days, seven day comes, and he's like, I'm tired. I'm done. I'm good. He looks at the sixth day and goes, everything I made, it's good. And did you notice, you read Genesis, it always says, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Now, I'm, I, I say I'm an artist. Now, God's the ultimate artist. I'll tell you what, is, what I've never said with a painting. Oh, it's good. I've never done that. That's never happened. I'm like, I'm tired. That's what I've said. I walk away. Next day, I'm like, oh, what, the, what, what was that? I walk around. I, I tweak it. I tweak it. If you are a designer, if you are anything creative, you want to fidget and fix it. You know this, Jeff. You know. You know. You're like, it's never good enough. It's never good enough as an artist. It's never good enough. And God, the ultimate artist says, it's good enough. It's good. What are you going to do uh, on Sunday? Nothing. <laughs> really? There's so many things to tweak. I'm doing nothing. Really? Nothing? No, I'm not doing anything. Nothing. Nope, nothing. Because I want creation to know this is how you do it. You have to have the power to say, enough. 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 So, Here's what happens, right? It's, it's fascinating. I'm going to read. Um, I'm going to read. I'm going to read Genesis three, four. This is when the serpent, the story of the serpent and Adam and Eve, or especially the woman. It starts off says the serpent told the woman, "You won't die. God knows the moment you eat from that tree, you'll see what's what really going on. You'll be what." You'll be just like who? You'll be just like God, knowing everything, ranging all the things from good to what? Evil. Serpent comes and says, you can be more. You're not good enough. You can be more. I'm just saying, imagine being like God. Just imagine. Take a moment. Think. Top five things that come up. What? Just imagine, imagine the serpent, the person here, the, the story, what, what is it? It says it's temptation is always telling us that you're not good enough as you are. You could be what? More. And if you just would partake of this, you could be what? More. If you just said, if you just said more of these things, you could be more. If you just did 
spend more stuff, you could have more. If you just did this, you'd be more. If you were just in so many relationships, you would be more. Like, all that, that's the lie. That's the lie from the beginning. From the beginning. And it manipulates us. And so that's why today, if there's only one thing you get out of this message, it's that you and I have to know that you're enough. And you have to have the ability to say, that's good enough. That's enough money. You're like, what? That's heresy. <laughs> that's, that's enough. I don't, I don't need to make more money. I don't need, to, I don't need, to, I don't need more things. I don't, I don't need more influence. I don't need more whatever. I, I, it's enough. It's enough. I, I don't need more. I don't need more. I don't, I don't need more. What if you had the power to say that? What, what in your life right now, okay, as we end, what in your life right now you need to stand up to and say, it's enough. It's, it's enough. Uh, it's, it's good enough. The season, I know. You're not where you want to be. I know, but you're like, oh, but it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. What would happen to your life? How would you live? How would your kids, you know, interact with you? What, what, what if you walked around? What if you walked around your office? Um, you had meetings either on Zoom or in person. What if you interacted with people and clients? What if you just, you know, just people you live with? What if you walked around full? Just full. Not over. Just full. Just confident. Just. What if you walked around going, I'm enough. And if people and if my wife or if my brother-in-law, if I feel that energy from him that says, hey, you're not good enough, that you should be more, you go, you know what? I'm not, I'm not buying into that. What if you told your, you know, I mean, you hate to say it, but people who are related to you, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, brother, that reminds me I'm not, I'm not enough. I'm enough. And mom, just, just get thee behind me, Satan. Like, 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 no, like, no, don't say that to her. Don't say that to her. You're like, get thee behind me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. What if we were able to do that? Just, hey, I'm good. I'm good. It would change our lives. It would change our lives. Let me read you this, and then I'll pray for us. Last passage of scripture, Matthew 11. Jesus says, are you tired? Worn out? Burnt out on religion? Come to me. Come to me. Get away. Just get away with me. And you'll recover your life. And I'll, sh I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and what? Lightly. Man, that's the kind of life we want to live. Let's pray together. conversation, reminding us, God. God, for some of us, it is challenging because we're already committed. We've got too many, too many things going on.
too many uh, plates in the air, too many balls we're juggling, we're too many appointments that we got to keep, we got too many um, arguments uh, to kind of settle. We're just too much, just too much. Some of us, God, it's not the things, it's the thoughts. We just have this, these thoughts that are just too much. God, for, that's why some of us, God, there's just like this panic that comes on. It's, it's, which is why we just struggle with these panic attacks where we just, it's overwhelming. Our, 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 our spiritual um, circuits, God, they just, they just, they just go haywire. And Father, I, I know that your presence can remind us that you made us and, and you can remind us that you love us and you can remind us, God, that we are enough. So Lord God, I pray that if there's a voice if there's a person in someone's life that's reminding someone else that they're not enough, God, that you would stop that voice. That right now, God, people watching, listening, would say, today I'm gonna to look at myself. Within me, I'm gonna say, I am enough. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. God created me and said, it's good. Do I have struggles? Yes. Am I perfect? No way. But did God say I'm good enough? He did. So God, I believe that. We believe that. The voice within, not the voices outside. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.